Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening on this Monday afternoon here in Adelaide. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Budget Car and Truck Rental. If you're moving house, the number to call 13 27 27. Get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. And we've got the countdown, Malcolm. This is your Whoa. fifth last show on 5AA, so make it a good one. How are you, by the uh, way? Uh, very good, David. Yes. No, what a beautiful day after. We've had an inclement weather, haven't we? We had a terrible day at the, oh. the footy on Saturday, grand final is day. Is it the yeah. wettest winter you – it's always golf days wet. Is it the yeah. wettest you can think for a while? Yeah, in, yeah. I, I haven't looked at the days, uh, the actual official stuff. But I did play golf today, David. Had 34 points and I got the silver medal. He didn't putt too well, I heard. No, oh, maybe not. No, maybe not Sorry again. But no, I don't think m- most of us do. Uh, Mr. Bob Peach won the money today with 36 points, so that was good. Not related to Ricky Peach? No, no, no. I spelled differently. Yeah, you know, yeah. Former Woodville player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Like, like um, you might have won a silver medal. Yep. But I think the gold medals go to Geelong, Sydney and Norwood. Oh, absolutely. Now, well, one game was, uh, no, wasn't great. The other two were outstanding. Yeah. No, Norwood have got the gold medal. What's happened? There's Is one gold medal. Yeah, it's on a shelf right now at AFL House, and it's either going to have a Sydney name or a Geelong name. So they'll get the gold. One of those will only get the gold medal. Your first thought right now? Right yeah, I, I, I'm a bit of a Cats man. I, I mean, I love what Sydney have done for the year. They've surprised me. but uh, And so have Geelong in some ways. But I just think at the moment, I just reckon their experience, what, 12 over 30? Mate, it's got to be their time. I don't think you could have called a um, – a Geelong Sydney grand final start of the year, and your little stat almost came to fruition. Collingwood, Collingwood kicked the last goal, yeah, and the Queen, the relation North oh, Nord Geelong yeah. would have been incredible. Yeah. But uh, just on Nord, outstanding game. We're going to speak with Darren Chandler because I reckon the um, I reckon the weather probably robbed them of five to seven thousand. If that was that. twenty degrees, I agree with that. Twenty two degrees yeah. and fine. And what what a what an absorbing game, and I feel for North Adelaide because they were. Yeah. They were a great side too for the day, but they lost. And Norwood just kept on plugging away, plugging now, away. Yeah, I know we've got a couple of calls, but if these policies just bear me out with this, David, I just want to say something. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, move to Melbourne yes. uh, during my playing days and ended up at a club called the North Melbourne Football Club. One of the first people I met after the management of Ron Joseph with a guy called Alan Ayler. Oh, I saw that, yep. Alan Aylett was the president of North Melbourne in their first ever premiership in 75, which I had the privilege and luck to play in. Alan passed away last Friday, aged 88 years of age. He was also he was also the father of the AFL. Although he was president of the VFL, he actually started the Sydney Swans going to Sydney. Now, we watched that game on the weekend with 45 or 48,000 
that wouldn't have happened without the Alan Aylett influence yeah. on football. He's a great man. He's a great family, a great family, four kids. I know them really well. Marge, his wife, uh, she's she's in a home at the moment with Alan. Anyhow, he's gone now, and I just couldn't let it go. Yeah, I saw that. If anyone involved in football in the last 60 years would have come across this guy, he was the most passionate, loved North Melbourne, but loved football as much as anyone and loved his was family. Was he the person that famously said you were the hardest to negotiate with out of any <laughs> no, football that came? No, no. Something like that. No, no, that was Ron Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you, he, he, he wrote a book yeah. called Follow the Game, Alan Aylett. Right. Now, I'm not going to show you, tell you which page you should read, but there is a, a couple of sentences about me in the book, apparently. Well, but it's not because of that. Five and eight, or no, no, or no, no, no. I just I, all I, should, I don't know why I said that, but he was a great man, yeah. and I could not let it go. And Patsy and I have talked about him, you know, over the last couple of days because he had that much influence on my us as a couple, as a young couple going to Melbourne, and the rest of the football world, and particularly yeah. those at North yeah. Melbourne. Eighty-eight's a good innings, yeah. Though. Yeah, it was. Um, Harry Boyd, Jade Rawlings, congratulations. Um, yep, Boyd was a bit younger. We saw um, Hayes get picked up, um, didn't he, last year? Went yeah, to, yeah. And, and played all right for St Kilda. Yeah, he did. did his knee. Absolutely. He, look, he, I thought he was outstanding. Just an incredible game. And still not quite sure how Nord won. How did he kick three goals in eight or nine minutes when you're struggling to kick, you know, oh, five yeah. in, in uh, 90 minutes? Well, usually it's really good play from that team and probably not so good play from the other team. Well, they took it on a bit, didn't they? Went yeah, through they the centre. Yeah, they, they had to. Yeah, but, uh, they did. Okay, let's go to Tom. Hello, Tom. Just want to elaborate about good old Al Paddy. I'm a well-deserved winner. Yep. I know he did all the tribunal. Yes. I just hope now from here on in, telling you he doesn't carry a burden and he doesn't, and they come, finally they start coming good and have a success. Also, I'm still thinking if Carlton come good, I don't want to sound too biased, but I reckon Walshy probably could probably win a Brownlow for sure. Because yeah. He's a yeah, Tom, I'm on that page with you. We talked about that last night and watching the whole thing funny. You know, one of the, the most interesting things is, I, I, look, I didn't look it up. I just didn't have time I was, this afternoon. When was the last time a team has won the Brownlow medal and the Coleman medal for the leading goal kicker? And finished out the eight. And finished out the eight. Yeah. Carlton Football Club. Yeah, before that, you mean? Yeah. I know Cripps um, in one year... Only won two games. He polled twenty votes. Yes, he did as, as a young. But player. to have the best goal and the yeah, that's that. I mean, they were they were I, in. The, I meant to look it up today, but I just I, you know. I just, well, they got was, knocked eighty eight in the last minute of the round, didn't they? Yeah, round twenty two. Yeah, yeah, but it is it's, it is an interesting one, isn't it? I I, I can't think of one, and I'm, now that I've said it, I, I just don't know. Anyhow, I'll look it up one other time, but I don't. I can't remember one in the last twenty years, at least. So, did Harry Mackay win it this year, though? No, Kerno won it. Oh, Kerno, sixty four, double yeah, yeah, exactly. sixty four. Hello, Troy. How you going, boys? Troy. Yeah. Um, very professional yesterday, David. Congratulations on your professionalism. You've done really well. Thank you, Troy. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, make an acknowledgement to you too, Malcolm, after I've made my two points, please. That's uh, about the Brownlow medal. I think I've brought this up with you boys before in the past. Um Cripps was definitely the best of the best. I'm not arguing that. But I think the AFL have to look at the fairest because he definitely wasn't the fairest. And they either got to have the fairest award or it's got to be just the best player of the um, of the season. And Malcolm, one out of the box, which I reckon would make the Brownlow medal a bit more interesting, 
as far as I'm concerned, it goes for too long. But um, why not start uh, the Brownlow count at 22 back to one? There's a lot of people have got short memories. And Malcolm and David, I'd like to acknowledge both of you boys for letting me come on here and voice my opinions and that. And Malcolm, enjoy your long service leave, mate. <laughs> Good on you, Troy. Thanks, Troy. Hey, hey, Troy, just on the Brownlow, I mean, I watched everything. I, You know, at the start of the show... And, and I've been involved in that business into the production, not not so much of the production, but being involved in it. I just thought the repeatability, they went to, say, Northampton in Western Australia where Patrick Kitch came from. They started with him yeah. and then went seven, six, five other players, then went back to Cripps, then the other five, and then went back again. Why didn't they just do a minute and a half segment on each one? I, I got lost. It was oh, yeah. all convoluted. Yeah, I reckon – thanks, Troy yeah. – I reckon uh, Hamish McLaughlin would have um, he read preparation for six of those guys, like done his homework on where they come from, and that. I think sometimes they they go a little bit too deep, um, and it's Patrick Cripps's moment, so he's there to yeah. thank whoever he likes. And uh, I thought he handled himself very well for a guy that uh, used to struggle in the media, but it is amazing. He said, "I, I you know, I've never played in a, a really good side. I just want to want to make cut." Yeah, yeah. And I, you think they'll improve next year, don't you? I do. I desperately do. I just want to make something, David. I mean, you've been on this page for a while. I sort of visited it. I just think now it is so obvious. And you know, I've got all the voting here. I've got all the voting from every team, every player, mate. We know it's been a midfielders' medal. We get that. I, I'm I'm desperately keen. If I was involved in football now, forget the players' vote. That's a Luke Hodge says. Yep. He never watched games. He just voted. And so it's a media war. Yep. I, I think there's got to be a defensive and an attacking player award through the AFL. And I reckon that umpires can do it. Oh, so they, they yep. do their normal votes? Yeah, they've got eight umpires. They've got a, a umpires observer. They've got trainers and that. And I think if they could sit around and come up so that – Almost not now, not yet, but over a period of time, you would have equal footing. You've got the midfielder's medal, because that's the way it's going to go, and then you've got this forward line and back line medal. Well, Darcy Moore never got a vote. No. And, that, a couple, that, and yeah. he's had a yeah, very good year, hasn't right. he? Yeah, that, see that? I mean... How many votes does Rampy get or yeah. McCartan or you know the good defenders this year? Yeah, I mean, they're good players too. So I just think somehow no, or other... I, I like it. The last 20 years, it's got out of whack. So does the best forward, though, have to be the Coleman? I mean, no, you could be the best forward without it. Yeah, of course you yeah. could. And, I mean, it's, it's got to happen. I mean, you know, there used to be full backs get it, half-back flankers got it, full forwards even yeah. got it. Yeah. You know, I mean, something's with the voting now, with the amount of possessions and no tag. Oh, it's stats orientated, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I just – look, I'm sitting there thinking, gee, he's a good player, he's <laughs> a good player. And they get one or two votes. And it's not, it's not so much about the vote – it's actually about the recognition yeah. who was a good player. Oh, I know you've got the All-Australian team, but that's just something separate. And I know you've got the players' vote, which I think is a waste of time. I, you know what I'd like now? I'd actually like to, them to go back to the media award. Get all the people in the media. They watch every game. You know, I mean, it's their profession. And I often a panel of five. five or... Yeah, at every game. They would love to do it. So they who's would... the best non-midfielder? Was it Cameron? Jeremy Cameron, 19? At 19, yeah. Well, he, and and he Gorn was... got 15 as a ruckman. Yeah. Taylor, Walker. Taylor Walker got 14. 14. Yeah. yeah. But Jeremy Cameron had his runs in the middle no. of the ground too. I know we've been uh, banging on a bit about that for a while. Which is it definitely a mid... It didn't used to be in the old no, days. No, it didn't. Uh, ruckman, everyone won it. Full backs have won it. Yeah. Uh, full forwards have won yeah. it. 
Adelaide Auto 4x4, get 15% off your first purchase. Remember that name, Adelaide Auto, 15% off your first purchase until September 30. Uh, Darren Chandler coming up uh, shortly. I think you'll be pretty happy with the way the year's gone, uh, Sample CEO. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for weeks home. Discover different. Also, tyre power. Footy final sale on right now. Get into your local independently-owned tyre power today. Now, the Sample put on a terrific show yesterday. The weather wasn't kind, but the game was one of the, the best, mm. I think, we've seen for a long while. And it's all over social media. I think uh, <laughs> a draw was a fitting result, to be honest. I thought it might be a draw, and then yeah, they played extra yeah. time. But no doubt the CEO of the Sample, Darren Chandler, be... Very, very ecstatic with what they saw, and Darren joins us now. Darren, um, what, a, what a day yesterday. Uh, you had a few things against you, but not the product. Uh, what a wonderful game. I was, uh, and absolute credit to both the North Footy Club and North Adelaide. Um, you're right, it would have been a, a fitting draw. Um, neither side deserved to lose, but uh, obviously the North Footy Club are pretty happy at the moment. But overall, um, you know, a great uh, example of... of Sample footy at its best. And what it shows, Darren, I mean, we, we, I think Nord lost 18 off their list, maybe more, and North Adelaide lost. But the players come in, you know, some big names have gone, but a lot of names have come in and, and they perform. There's no drop in standard at all. Absolutely. And I think we, we were confident. I mean, I remember sort of November last year, there was a story there, there was a bit of panic that players were leaving the sample. In fact, we'd, we'd done a little bit of analysis on that and, and it wasn't abnormal for players to leave. Some to retire, um, others decide that uh, they're fringe uh, sample players and that they've decided to go elsewhere. Um, but the club has done a great job in, in um, recruiting new talent, uh, but also giving young players an opportunity to play at the next level. And that's been the most pleasing thing. Some of the, the young talent yeah. stood up as being outstanding. Darren, after COVID, I mean, and all the things that have happened in the, in the world, let alone football world, how is this, the financial side of the Sandfall? How, how are you going financially? I know there's obviously got to be some setbacks with what happened, but but can you go? Can you see some light going forward? Uh, yeah, look, we've we've um, had strong performances throughout COVID, helped by um, JobKeeper, and as, as many businesses have, and uh, as have our Sandfall clubs. Um, one of the big challenges is is um, the next few years as we really get into that recovery mode um, and we, we just need people to come back to Adelaide Oval. We, we generate about 50% or a little bit more of our revenue through uh, the returns from Adelaide Oval, which we invest back into um, the game. Um, but with crowds down and averaging uh, just like 30,000 this year um, compared to you know previous years where they've been well over 40, that, that's certainly challenging. And and um, you know, we just had to adjust our our spending accordingly, and um, we'll now work very closely with the AFL and um, and uh, put appropriate measures in place to make sure we can keep growing the game, uh, maintain the level of our confidence in our central clubs, but do it responsibly. So, so, does that mean that the salary cap, you know, which had to be reduced, and I think everyone gets that, the whole world had to do that. How does that look going forward for the Sandful with the salary cap and the players' wages? Yeah, we, we increased to $50,000 this year, plus some additional um, benefits to encourage uh, players to get involved with coaching at the clubs and marketing of the, uh, of the clubs. Um, that'll be increased again by $50,000 next year. Um, so that's it's, it's over $300,000 now. Um, so it's not back to where it was, but, yeah. but it's a lot better. And, we're, and you know, we're, we're working collaboratively with the clubs to make sure that 
um, we can all afford uh, afford that, uh, and we're comfortable that going into 2023. So, um, you know, I'm really confident that we're not going to lose players from a um, from a dollar point of view, um, and, and we know that anyway. We we speak to the players that leave, and generally, that's uh, they've either you know changed their um, appetite to commit at this at the level required to play Sandville footy. Um, you know, or they've come to the end of their career, and um, you know, really confident that with the, the investment we've got um, available to us, and the club's got available to us, it's going to um, reward players appropriately, and um, and we're still going to have a very high standard competition going yeah. forward. And the AFL need to dig a bit deeper, Bloody and, and Darren, and give a bit more to the Sample. And j- just on that, J Jacob Surge and Jade Rawlings, Mickey Godden. I, I don't reckon I've met three more enthusiastic coaches. Uh, Surge is amazing; he loves his players. We've heard how well. Um, uh, Jade Rawling speaks, and, and Adelaide did really well too, almost making a grand final. Must be thrilled with that too, their, their passion, and um, and it gets around, I think, it's uh, infectious. The level of coaching and the quality of the individuals that we've had in the sample this year, um, not just uh, those three clubs you mentioned, um, but right throughout the, the, um, uh, the sample competition has been extraordinary. Um, the guys do, do a tremendous job, and... Um, you know, that's an area that we want to uh, continue to work with the clubs and, and only improve, not only for the senior coaches, but for level of coaching at reserves, under 18, under 16, and right throughout the club. It's a it's a high priority, and it's something that we, uh, we are um, talking to the AFL at the moment about getting further investment for that area. Darren, there's every season there seems to be talk about, and David and I, and I'm this page, commentary about the Adelaide team and the Port Adelaide team. We, we love it. We think it's great for the club. We think it's great for them. We think it's great for the Sandville. But you do have your detractors, and I'm not sure exactly why, and no one can ever give me a good reason why you shouldn't have two developing teams like Pearl Adelaide and Adelaide. What, what's your take on that? I know you've got a contract and it's still going for some time, but does that just – you get annoyed with that? Because I do. Oh, it's frustrating at times, uh, Absolutely. Um, it's not a perfect model, um, but I think it's the best model for football in this state. And um, we saw it this year, the Adelaide Football Club, um, you know, they were very, very competitive. You know, they were a couple of kicks off playing in a grand final. And, um, you know, they had, uh, I think it was 14 listed players playing through the final series. So that tells you that under the, the rules that we've got at the moment, um, it's about right. Unfortunately, Port Adelaide suffered injuries this year and at times... Um, struggle to be competitive, but you know, so did South Adelaide, so did West Adelaide. Yeah. Um, yeah. Injuries. So, look, it's not perfect, but I, I think it's the best model for football in this state. And if you spoke to the um, you know, Adelaide players and asked them whether you know playing in the sample was the best preparation to prepare and play AFL footy compared to alternatives, yeah. um, I think it absolutely is the best. Uh, best way to prepare themselves to play for footy. Yeah, agreed. I think they should be there. Uh, State footy, no doubt, to highlight. You speak to anyone that played in that game against WA, and it was a big thrill for the boys, and they they did well, didn't they? So that was one of the highlights for the Sandfall? It was. We had a number of highlights this year, and that that certainly was one. Their under-16 team won the um, the championship. Um, The our under-18 um, girls team, and that was a huge highlight for this year. I mean, three years ago, they were competing in the national champs as a combined team. Uh, this year, they won it and um, and absolutely gave WA and, and Vic Country a real touch-up and then they got over the line against Vicks Metro. And it's a credit to, to the team here and to our clubs and the programs they put in place in the way that they've been able to quickly develop young female talent.
Um, and, uh, you know, that's certainly put, put Adelaide in a really good place because they've recruited yeah. most of those players. Given the weather, I thought the crowd was exceptional yesterday. But what, what are you thinking, though, Darren? Had it been 22, 23 degrees, maybe five or 7,000 more would have come to that game because it had a lot of interest. Yeah, we would have loved to have got thirty-five to 40,000, but I guess when it rains oh, uh, God, real heavy in the morning and then it rained about two hours out when people are making decisions, that probably didn't help. Um, you know, we can't control it, but... We would have liked to think we would have got uh, well over 30,000 should uh, should have been a fine day. Um, but I think we know the interest is there. The broadcast numbers that have come through today were extraordinary, um, really, really positive. Um, you know, people watching it on the on the Sample Now or 7 Plus Now apps, um, the yep. interest in Sample was really, really strong. So even if they weren't here, um, they, were, they were engaging in our product and um, hopefully that encouraged more people to come back next year. Well, congratulations to you and the Sanford. And the lasting memory is that just an outstanding game. As I said, one of the best games we've called for many years. Well done, Darren. Thanks very much, uh, and really thank you for your support during the year. It's been greatly appreciated. No dramas here. Darren Chandler, CEO of the Sandfall, uh, Nord getting up in a thriller, basically in the last minute and a half of the game, winning by a point. Now, and also, we should say, our producer, Sam Fantasia, ended up at, back at Nord Parade last night, and he said it was pretty busy and pretty noisy. Would you say a bit worse for wear, or did he handle himself okay? No, apparently he was he was, uh, he was was behaved very nicely. Had a haircut today? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, no hair looks good. He didn't fall over anywhere? No. Oh, he fell over three times. Sorry. Oh, yeah, oh well, three was... Three I was wondering what it cost. <laughs> Had North won, I reckon, it probably cost him a couple of thousand people. Yeah, so sure. the winner, winners are grinners, aren't they, which yep. is... Uh, for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Well, North Adelaide, Jacob Surgeon, he, he was absolutely shattered yesterday. He, I reckon he had one, uh, one hand on the cup and then oh, suddenly someone took it away. And sadly, we've all been there, David. We are going to go to a break. Uh, we've still got the Kia Top 7 to come. Interesting one there. And the AFL Finals week. What a week it has been with Sam Fantasia. Back with more shortly. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA for weeks. Weeks homes discover different, discover exceptional customer service. But time now for one of our favourite times of the week, the Kia Top 7. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Malcolm, your Top 7. What's your number 7? Yeah, here we go. Yes, uh, very interesting. Number seven for me is one that I don't think you think I would have done. Oh. And I am going to say I like Carl Amon as a player. I mentioned throughout the year. I thought he'd get three votes in two or three games, and he did. He's ended up with 15 votes, leading vote getter at Port Adelaide, and now not going to be there. And probably won't finish in their top five or six in the BNF, I wouldn't have thought. but. No. Different voting system, we know. He but did vote I thought well, didn't yeah, he? I, t- I love it. That long raking left foot, mate. I, I think he's a good player. Yeah, but Rosie was robbed of a few. Do you know what I mean? They got him mixed up a couple of times? Uh, no. Connor Rosie. God, you, you love Rosie Yeah, too. I do. Yeah, no, he's well, my number seven um, was a big fella yesterday, Harry Boyd. I oh, thought yeah. he was the difference between the two teams. Uh, amazing comeback. We spoke about that. Nord coming from, from the clouds. North Adelaide, boy, they've got a long while to think about that. You don't lose a game 17 points up with 10 minutes to go, but they did. So, Harry Boyd, Jack Odie medalist, congratulations, big fella. Good call. My number six in the Kia Top 7 is the leading vote-getter at uh, in the Brownlow last night uh, for the Adelaide Football Club called Taylor Walker. And right up there amongst the four. Yeah, it was, actually. It was. 14, it, was it? Yeah, 14 votes, it was. 
Now, Jeremy Cameron got 19, but you call him sort of a mid-forward, wasn't he? Because he's playing a good side, side and yeah. uh, no Walker. That's it. Yeah. That's exceptional. So no, the, didn't miss him. No, they didn't miss him at all. And uh, my number six was, I thought, the game of Patrick Dangerfield, who's had an okay, only had six votes in the middle. Okay year, he's been in and out. Injuries. He took a mark in the first oh, 60 seconds of the game that? against the Tide, oh. kicked a goal, set the scene. All over. And he was the best player on the ground, I thought. Yeah. Pete Dangerfield, three votes. He's my number six. And they've kept him and Selwood fresh, haven't they? Haven't they? Yeah. So, haven't I'm, they? I'm, yeah just That's Jerry Wright. Yeah, they are Jerry Wright. Now, my number five in the Kier top seven is well done to a little guy I spent a bit of time with at the Gold Coast Suns, and that's Took Miller. Oh. He's run third in the Brownlow. It was a terrific account for him. Not a lot of votes taken by other players, but he is an absolute little professional, David. If you knew him, you'd know exactly what he does. He does everything. I, yeah, I just love the way he got a lot of ones and twos too. Yeah, didn't he could have yeah. could have been yeah. better, but yeah, that'd been a great result. Uh, my number five is the winner of the Brownlow Medal, Patrick Cripps. Um, had that little incident two or three weeks ago, maybe a bit longer than that, where he was suspended. Um, it was upheld again, and then. Uh, and then he goes again and, and finally free to play and comes back and has 35 in the last game. Yeah. Clearly best on ground and, as we said, a worthy winner. Absolute worthy. Now, my number four in the Kia top seven tonight, David, is Lockie Neal. Now, you know he's a favourite of mine. He's run second in the Brownlow this year. He ran third last year and won it the year before that. So, oh, yeah, vice versa. So he's had one, two, three in the last three years. He is a terrific player, isn't he? He's a wonderful... I love watching him. Yeah. No fumble below his knees. One uh, touch very player. Good. good one, that one. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Roger Federer's bowed oh. out, retired. We love him. He's all class. Swiss superstar. And, um, yeah, I mean, he got some great replies from Nadal, Djokovic. Everybody in the tennis world loves Roger. And uh, he's gone out on his own terms. He's just body ga- his body never gave out for about 25 years, yes, and it's right. given out in the last couple, so yeah, well done to Roger. His knee problems, yeah. What a good one. That, yeah, well done too, David. My number three in the Kia Top 7 is, you've already called it, Patrick Cripps. Well done. Won the Brownlow. He's a really good player. Remember as a young player, David? I remember he polled really well one year, ran in the top three or five as a youngster. He polled 20-odd votes when they won two, two games. games. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah. you know when they win a few more. Yeah. He's a, he's a, and you saw him... Um, oh. At the Adelaide Oval, you said he was clearly best, even though Adelaide I, smashed him. I said they would uh, actually would have lost by they would have lost by ten if Cripps didn't play. Yeah, and my next one is just Geelong continue their great run. I mean, I think if you can ever be cherry ripe for a grand final and everything going according to plan, mm. maybe Young Holmes is a is a little bit of a blow, but he he may play. I'm not sure they take the risk on him, but uh, outstanding. Well done to Chris Scott. He's got the old guys playing well. And he's injected a bit of youth, hasn't he? Yeah, just, just a, a nice, nice touch here. Yeah. That's Jerry Wright. Yeah, they are Jerry Wright. My number two in the Kia Top 7 is congratulations to the Norwood Football Club. Uh, uh, it, was a, it, was a, <laughs> it was a game, have we talked about it? It was a game of interest. Wonderful game. Always, always kept your eyes And playing for peanuts, peanuts, those blokes. Oh, yeah, that's right. And to, on our point, either way, you feel for North Adelaide. I really do. I mean, you, and you feel for everyone involved. But uh, what you've got to do is doff your lid to the Norwood Football Club. Yeah, I think it's North's own fault, as, yeah. uh, as brutal as I can be, yeah. because they had that in the bag. Uh, I've got the same. I thought the grand final, my number two, was outstanding. So what well under both teams. And my number one. Brrr, where's the drum roll, Sam? In the Kia Top 7 this evening. Ah, oh, there it is. Right on cue. A massive congratulations. A massive congratulations. You can't believe how difficult it is 
for an AFL competition. 18 teams. There's only two left. 18 teams, two left, Geelong and Sydney. Congratulations on the grand final, and may it be a great one. We have almost mind readers. I thought the Sydney-Collingwood game, outstanding, and Sydney, outstanding. I think they're the best chance to beat Geelong. But Sam Reid, if he doesn't play, and it looks like he probably won't, that is a massive blow because he's a headache. They've got the Heaney up there, Franklin, uh, Papley, really good oh. mix. Now, I will never hold you to this. It's a bit like our bet. You know, did we? We didn't actually finish up yeah, on a brown that in here. I won't no, talk about no, that. No, no, just come on. We've got to get no. over that. No, I, I can't sometimes. No, no, can't no, get over no, things. no, I know that. But if if you had to make a, a decision tonight without seeing the teams, who would be your early choice for premiers in 2022? Geelong. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I've been pretty set. Remember Ken Hinckley said a few weeks ago, and, and, and they led Geelong to three-quarter time. He said, Geelong the best side we played by far. Yeah. By far. Which And they beat Sydney. And I just think Sydney to win need everything to go right. They've got a young, enthusiastic group. But, gee, these are hardened footballers now. Mm. And I just don't reckon Danger and Selwood and these likes will let it slip this time. And it was a clinic. They put on a clinic against Brisbane, didn't they? They did indeed. And... Uh... You know what? It, it, it'd been remarkable. They've been a great footy club, obviously, for a lot of years, but particularly the last 10, uh, 12 or whatever it is under Chris Scott. I mean, it, it's almost worthy of, if you keep turning up, eventually you'll win one. Yeah, that's what so he that's, says. Yeah. Right. We give ourselves a yeah. chance. Yeah, exactly. A bit like a golfer We're trying to win their yeah. first major. If you get in the last group, you are a chance. Seeing you're on a bit of a roll, can you just read that last little line there? Okay. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package. It's good, good prize, oh, isn't it? Fantastic. To promote and grow your business. iCanWin.com.au. We're going to take a break, young. Samuel Fantasia waiting in the wings. We've got the AFL wrap and the week that was. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA AFL Finals Week 3 wrap for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years in a row. That is incredible. Polaris, remember that name as we welcome Sam Fantation. It was a bit of a... Hit and miss one of some great games yeah. and, a, and a couple of fizzes. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only been two poor finals games across the final series, and one of them was absolutely on Friday night. I said to you boys... Never look like winning Brisbane. No. When, when we're off air, I said, were Brisbane really bad or were Geelong really, really good? And you said it was probably a mixture of it. Yeah, and I backed... Gamble responsibly. I backed Geelong to win 1-39. Oh. Of course, they win by yeah, more just, than that. So I was really disappointed with It looked Brisbane. like it could have been 100 points there just at one stage. Yeah, they fought it out, but yeah. uh, Geelong are doing everything right. They are. They are. Malcolm? Yeah, um, I think we all picked the Geelong football yeah, and club. Sydney, and Sydney, didn't we? Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I'm just wondering, I thought that Brisbane's time had nearly come. You know, I haven't been as convinced as a lot of others. As I said, I thought of two or three, two years ago, home finals, grand final, home final. So they made improvements this year, though. Yeah, they have. Yeah, what they need to do, and obviously if Dunkley goes there, they'll they'll probably clear some out, but they are cherry ripe. I would actually be looking for them with the disappointments of this year. To go further. to, To go further next year. I think next year, like most teams, unless you can get one, grab it quickly, you seem to take your time to get there, don't you? And Lockie Neal, it would be 28, 29, those Danahers, all those sort of blokes. They're starting to harass Andrew. They're, they're all starting to get up to that late 20s. Those Daniel Rich. Blokes. Daniel Rich, same. 
Yep. Yeah, I think Zorko's well in I think his they missed Marcus Adams. Yeah. Adams yeah. they missed. Yeah. Um, because he had a pretty good year until he got concussion. But, I mean, every team's got yeah, of course. one or two out. So, yeah, Geelong good. But uh, you'd give that more than a pass for Brisbane. You win two finals. Yep. So they they progress, but are still a bit behind yeah, these other I, two. I, I'd be looking for them. I, I'd be looking they for them be at a, grand final next year. Okay. Yeah, you heard it first here on okay. 5AA. Well done. I, yeah, I, th- I think a lot um, can be said as well about overcoming those mental demons of um, you know beating Richmond and beating Melbourne at the MCG. I think in so. The first couple of weeks. Melbourne was a big win. Yeah, yeah big win for them. Yeah. Massive win. And we'll find out obviously next year where just where Melbourne are at. Yep. Well, Melbourne have got a bit of soul searching too. Though, I as I said, I think they're a little bit arrogant, a bit uh, at a sense of entitlement. But we'll see what happens next year. I, and, I just reckon the voting in the Brownlow Medal. I mean, I'm, it's, it's a guide, but Petrarca Oliver. The excellence of those two. And Gorn got uh, votes. Yeah, Vaughan, Gorn got the votes too. But I think the forward line was their biggest yeah, yeah. Achilles heel for the year. Miss McDonald. Yeah. yeah. And it's only, one, you know, yeah. it's only one player. But they've got to do something. I reckon now, if I was Simon Goodwin and the recruiting staff, I'd be looking at somebody. I'd be pinching someone from somewhere. Is it a... You know, just a, someone's got to go. There's going to be a premiership Someone better going, than what they've got. got. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Is it a structural issue, do you think, with those two players? Or do you think it's a... Personnel issue. No, when I see Ben Brown, hands out in front, mate, slightly bent elbows <laughs> and just drop the ball, it's a technique. And don't forget they won the previous grand final, final. by yeah. a record true, margin yeah. with the people the same size. Yeah. So I just think a lot of it's up here. Yep, absolutely. Pointing to my head mm. up here. <laughs> Good radio uh, yeah. going on there. Uh, and then on Saturday at Twilight, it was another cracker of a game. Well, it was, but I, I thought early on Sydney could win by – yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, Collingwood, I mean, hats off to them. They just keep coming. They do not give up. And Craig McRae is just outstanding coach, the players. As I look through their side, I don't know how you see their side, Malcolm. They've got a few old stars and a couple of youngsters, but they've got a lot of blokes to just play the system, play the structure, and they do it well. Yes, they do indeed. Um, that's good coaching usually, isn't it, if you say that. You know, they don't they don't look as though they've got 100 stars, but they actually do the job. But I is 14-11, 14-10, is that a good score for a final? Yeah. I reckon it is. That's about what you say the, the yeah. score to win a final, isn't exactly. it? Around the 15 yeah, goals? 15 goals. So I thought it was actually the footy for, for a game that I thought could be a bit dour had its goals, which I, I kind of liked. In the last minute, did you think Collingwood, true or false? Well, that's tomorrow. Did you think they were going to win the no, game when the ball what? got – I can – We, we kept we, saying yeah, it. Yeah, we, we both agreed I'll on lose this. one. I mean, you have to. And you know what you, you know what we said? It might come in a final. Well, it's come twice, twice in, a in a final. final. Geelong and, yeah, yeah so we that, said. I mean, that's really, it's, it's sad, but guess what? There's only one win, apparently. And you know, if it was a draw, they keep playing until they find a winner in here. So it's a pointless exercise saying, if only, if only, if only. Sadly, there's one winner. I heard John Longmire, probably tongue in cheek, you know what, we, we, we won by a point, but we won. We were in front. We won the game. But he would have been, oh, I think if they'd lost that game, a bit like North Adelaide, if they'd lost that game, that'd be oh, repercussions, I would yeah, have thought. absolutely. Uh, Sam Reid had scans today with his fitness status expected to become clearer on Tuesday tomorrow ahead of the Swans' open training session at the SCG. Well, Blighty, you ripped a groin and you couldn't walk. They deadened it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you couldn't even walk. No, the, the jungle juice <laughs> crept up to my spine. He put his hand up, <laughs> I'm off. Uh, get me off. Yeah, that was. Uh, Do you think he's a, any chance? 
with it. It depends on how. But, yeah. If you haven't ripped it off the bone and it's just a nasty strain, I don't know. I'd, see, I didn't see him walk off. Did you see him I'd when know. he? Anyone no. Anyone see him do it? No, I didn't see him do it. I mean, neither. No. I saw him walk out after yeah. after game. So, gee, yeah, I, they're, they're not good fun trying to run with them. No, no but. And they're not good fun when you juice them up and you hit a nerve and you can't feel the whole right hand side of your you, body either. If you could run a bit, if they could keep playing deep and then the full forward. They don't play. Big you know my rule? If you, oh, can't yeah, play, if you can't train on the major training night, you're not playing. Yeah. And I know people say that's wrong. Well, I reckon I'm, I've been proved right many times, more so than not. So do you think Geelong will take the young fella in? I'm not sure it's a hammy. You know when he, kicked, he, he tried like... to kick the ball off and he, he found his teammate, so it was an off-middle off, you know, off middle yeah, kick. Yeah, sort of. And I reckon balance, off happened, balance. you know that little, you know that strong bone down, you know, it's a muscle really, but a bone, you know that, uh, that where attachment that, where the attachment is, not the patella tendon, uh, right? yeah, that, you know, or the, the tibia. Of the fibula. thing I'm feeling, you know, you oh, the look, look behind the, your name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. you're under the desk. Yeah. What you're well, feeling? Yeah. Can't move back a bit. No, no, can't, Sam, you can <laughs> see me. <laughs> it looked like you're doing something uh, <laughs> with my leg. <laughs> with my leg. No, just every now and again, you just oh that. Yeah, you might have tweaked it, but yeah. Anyhow, that's a really good description. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the Sandville Grand Final, Ooh, yeah. the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. It was a good day. It was a great day. Unfortunately, the weather, I think, as we said to, to Darren and, and Bloody started with it, I reckon it's cost them 5000 Yeah. There's no – they would have got 32000 And I even heard of people up in the box saying, yeah, so-and-so is going to come, but – Looked at the rain and the weather. It was cold. It was windy. It was horrible. But the game was good. It was a lovely day until the first quarter and after the first quarter. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. After no. half time After was half good. time, yeah. It yeah. rained just... for a long while, though. Like, you were out in the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was out on the boundary. How yeah. heavy was it? Uh, Seen a lot. It Some was ports. medium heavy. Yeah, medium Saw heavy. Saw people like yeah. penguins yeah. up there on the, yeah. Yeah. Like it, the scoreboard. It, 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 was, it was a heavy drizzle. Oh, were you wet? Oh, yeah. Or did you have, I mean, look, you have look, a coat? Look at my shoes. Yeah, I, I, still my wet. coat. I was under a brolly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was yeah. sitting at home watching it, obviously. Uh, I didn't go, but I was sitting at home because I was dry. And <laughs> I just said to Patrick, I said to my wife, and I said, you know, one of the problems with our great game is as soon as water or rain's involved, it just becomes a different game. Oh, isn't it? And, and I remember the great Neil Baum coaching Norwood all those years ago. And he just said, we slipped and slided a bit better than the others. Yeah, it's going to you know what I mean? I just And I've, I've used that quote for a long, yeah. long time. Uh, obviously, he coached the premiership side, ironically, at Norwood. But he, I just remember thinking, that's probably summed it up the best. Haven't been many wet grand finals, though, have there? Like, really wet. No. It's can, when you think of it. So when you, when you think of yeah. September I and think, the fluky weather. Was it Collingwood St Kilda was... Yes. It a rain yeah, years it was, ago, but yeah. I can't think of too many wet ones. Like no, where no. You, Sandful, you've called 34 in a row. Yeah, and I can't think of one where that would have been the wettest. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, can you think of another one where it's rained like maybe Central's a couple there's a bit what, of rain? What, yeah, it was. Woodville West Torrance Central, did they? But but not to that degree. That okay. was wet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, you know, it's always funny. It's, you, you see it's raining and the boys said it was raining. Um, but it's hard. When you're watching on the screen. You can't see it? Well, you can see it, but just. No, we could hear on the roof. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah, that had a good downpour in here. Yeah, I was saying down on the boundary up to the commentary team, it's not as bad as it sounds in the effects mic, and then all of a sudden it was as bad yeah. as it sounded in the effects <laughs> <Yeah>. mic. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matty no, Panos, great, great, just really, really yeah. good finish. Class. Couple of nice. Malcolm likes him, cool head, uh, yeah. did the right. He kicked the first and the last goal and the and the winner. Um, but, gee, once again, I mean, I... I left the commentary box shaking my head. How do you lose that? If you were a coach of that 
side Malcolm up by three goals. When you think eight goals won it, yeah, eight or nine yeah. goals won the game. Yeah. And yet you lose, they kick three in eight and minutes. North Adelaide had four goals in the first quarter, didn't score another one until the third term. Yeah, it was yeah. about, I reckon, over an hour of football yeah. before they got the next year. Exactly. Now, you know what? Once again, once again, someone loses though. That's it. You know, and then someone's... Oh. Anyhow, is that it or is it? Uh, that's, that's, that's it. well done. Thank you, boys. Well done, Appreciate Sam. That. Well done, Sam. That's um, the last rap we'll be doing with you, me and Malcolm. Exactly. Malcolm's I'm, I'm, I might disappearing. Jump in, um, with, yeah, uh, come in with us. Yeah. Who's on next week? Uh, I believe it's Richie Douglas. I'm just waiting Richie. For, for some confirmation. Number 26. Well done. Um, that wrap for the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. Bonus. And Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switched to Lumo today. Malcolm, you'll be going home to watch the the Queens, the the big nights, and I'll be on yeah, every yeah. every station. And yeah. hasn't she been great? Like seriously, oh, yeah. I think the love and outpour for the Queen is just befitting of what she's done for so many years, seventy years. Yeah, I I don't know anyone that hasn't uttered how much they've enjoyed no. the reign of the Queen. I mean, you won your McGarry 50 years ago. We're talking another 20 on top of that. Yeah, I know. That shows. Uh, have a great night, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. Malcolm between uh, 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.